again. Welcome to Happy Maybe. Nikita, how are you? Hello, Vasily. I am the maybe part of the happy today. The maybe. Yeah, that's perfect. That's why our podcast exists. This is not happy definitely, no matter what. This is happy maybe. Okay, you wanted to specifically pose a discussion thread as a topic, right? As a question. Yeah, I guess the question is, you know, there are days when you don't feel good and it doesn't even necessarily mean that something bad happened. It just means that you're not feeling it. You know, uh, the question I have is, what should I do? Like, what, what do you do? There are times when you feel under the weather. There are times when you feel down, unmotivated or just sad. What do you do? Do you have a recipe that always works? Always works. Well, Thankfully, I don't have such low lows that it's hard for me to get out. So I have some basic ways to make my feel, myself feel a little bit better. For example, uh, to go for a walk and see what happens and watch something that is definitely pleasurable, like some kind of movie or yet another episode of a TV series while eating some healthy ice cream like acai. Uh, and maybe, yeah, I could talk to somebody, I could uh, give somebody a call, or if I have people in my neighborhood or in my city that I consider friends or good acquaintances, might might want to schedule a time with them to hang out or go on a walk together. Definitely food, watching something, talking to people and doing physical activity. Maybe just go straight to the gym and sweat it out and uh, yeah, something like that. And when none of this, mm, when I don't have the energy to do any of that, I don't know, I, I'll, I'll just I'll just stare at the computer screen and, until, I, until I'm numb. Sounds like you are very experienced at being sad. This reminds me about this book that our shared friend recommended to me maybe almost five years ago. The book is called Letting Go. It's one of those new agey books that pretty much tells you to suffer as much as you can if you happen to be suffering. Say you don't feel good, you feel sad, you feel anxious, you feel lonely, any of those things. And the book pretty much tells you to uh, experience the negative emotion fully without using any tools to decrease the intensity of the emotion. Um, and it tells you to do that because the framework that it imposes is, it says that the negative emotions are somehow are somewhere inside of you, especially I'm talking about the mental states that occur not when something objectively negative happened, you know, deaths and sickness and disasters, they do happen and it makes sense. But sometimes we might live in a paradise from what it seems from the outside, but you don't feel good at times. And so the book tells you to just be upset about it. <laughs> and I followed it for a few years. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, some people call this method as a sort of active meditation where you let your emotions run through you and especially negative emotions, right? And if, if they make you cry or shrink or feel hot in the chest or in the head, you just go with it. You don't try to avoid it. You just stay with it. Uh, it can be done in like a cross-legged leg, lotus pose or you can lie down on the, on the 
couch or walk around on the street. But the point is to not try to make yourself feel good, but rather go all the way through those negative emotions. Uh, I read the book. I listened to it. Have you tried doing it yourself? Um, Yeah. Have you tried doing it yourself? mm, Because I know the theory, but the practice is the question. Yes, yes. I think I stayed more with the theory uh, that I can explain to other people and recommend it myself. Uh, it would be, what would you call it? It would be deceiving to, to state that I actually have a lot of experience with it because I'm naturally disconnected from my emotions uh, more, than, mm, more than some people that I know as a frame of reference. So it's a little bit difficult for me to exercise it at will, I have to make an effort. Yeah, so no, not, not often I do that. Plus, uh, I naturally avoid uh, living through negative emotions. That's that's something that's that I think I got better at actually experiencing those emotions over time. But maybe I'm just delusional, and I never, I never, it never changed. I just think I got better. I don't know. Yeah. I'm so impressed how self-aware you are. Uh, the way it works for me is I really, really believed in this book for a couple of years. And I remember being in my apartment, feeling really, really low, and trying to use the method that is described in the book, trying to decide if I should go for a walk, I should just stay in the apartment and feel th- feel it through. I remember how I couldn't decide. I just genuinely couldn't quite understand because there are conflicting parts of me that want different things, right? There is a part of me that doesn't want to feel the way I feel, and there is a part of me that read the book and really believes in the book, and these two parts of me are going to have a conversation, and then one of them is going to win. So how do I decide which one should win? That's the open question, huh? Okay, uh, that, that made me think of another book recommendation uh, that is called Busting Loose from the Money Game by Robert Scheinfeld. Have you ever heard about it? No, I haven't. It has a sort of meditation. It's it's called The Process. And I'll read it from my notes. Uh, It's a six-step process here. So it's one, dive right smack into the middle of it. And by it, we mean the source of extreme disappointment. Something didn't go your way. Lost money, you know, I don't know, uh, twisted your ankle, uh, slipped and fell, um, you know, maybe overcooked something paid more money for the same thing that he could have paid um, less for. Uh, so it, it, it's just something that makes you incredibly frustrated. So you dive right smack in, in the, into the middle of it, then feel the discomfort energy fully. Step three, when it reaches a peak of intensity, tell the truth about it. That's a bit of an esoteric truth that's separately <laughs> described. Uh, then reclaim your power from it. Five, open up more and more to who you really are. And six, express appreciation for yourself and the creation. It's, a, it's quite a, a, a woo-woo book written by some kind of money business guy, uh, lecturer, professor. Um, and what he means is everything is, is, is the matrix. Everything, everything around us is the creation of our own imagination. So when something frustrates you, you feel it. You appreciate it as a creation of your wild imagination. And you say, wow, I created this. It even convinced me, you know, this is how realistic I made it. So, and then you just basically reclaim your power over it, right? And you, and you say, okay, so, okay, this, this, this was an interesting episode. Okay, let's 
put it aside. That was cool. Yeah, let's move on. I am a big fan of this. I read so many books in a similar vein, pretty much saying the same thing in quite the same words. And I genuinely thought that I really need to give it a try. And I actually met people who would tell me how, um, there's especially, I think the uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza is like a similar concept. Um, and there's plenty of those who use his approach as a, almost like a Bible of how to live. And then they also claim that it's working, although I'm not sure if it does, but I really do believe in it. The problem with all of this is that I honestly couldn't ever make it practically useful. Have you? Yeah, I think I have because uh, when I first learned about um, the process uh, of Mr. Scheinfeld, I thought this is genius because it really, really makes me feel like easier on myself. Like if everything is my creation and nothing but a creation, then I can, I don't have to take it seriously, you know, to the point of self-destruction. And, and I, and I I forget about this sometimes. Just our, this conversation reminded me that I haven't looked at, at, the, at these notes in a while. But when I first was under the, like this heavy impression of this book, or I guess radiant, you know, truth that, that I, I felt from the guy, no matter how fairy tale you know, his storytelling was, um, it really made me feel lighter and more in control of, of my life, uh, more so than the letting go meditation practice. I can only say that I guess I envy you. I find that a lot of the spiritual new agey books of the self-help types, they work almost like pills, like happy pills, happy informational pills. You read the book and you feel amazing. You read, I don't know, freaking Edgar Tolle and you read the book and you're like, wow, I understood the world. I understand everything. Oh my God, it's all the matrix. Uh, I just need to, you know, be and feel my emotions, etc. And then you maybe feel like this for a couple of days, maybe a week, and then you forget about it and you're back to your regular self. And all of that seems like a story that you read about, but it no longer is part of your daily experience. And I know so many people, myself included, who can read these books one after another after another and each new book gives you that new magical Boost. kick kick yes kick and a kick kick uh -huh. kick and you, uh, yeah and um, unfortunately Fix. it's not sustainable is the problem unless you want to read these books non-stop until you die so i kind of stopped um reading the new age type of self-help books because they seem to say the same thing which i just simply do not find useful uh, practical is the word. I just don't find it pragmatic enough mm -hmm. that I can use on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So, for example, just before we decided to record this episode, I was feeling kind of sad. There is nothing that objectively is wrong with anything that is happening in my life. I'm just sad. And practically speaking, it isn't clear what one should do, if anything. Uh, you uh, burnt out too quickly on those, on those things. Oh, you burned through them. Uh, at a, such a pace that at some point the next fix doesn't work because and that, that goes back to our episode four you know, on weird societies where <laughs> we're just everything everything is just right in in life enough food good work all this stuff but something just just doesn't quite feel right and it's almost like you get hooked on that state like it, it's a necessary part 
of your life, you know, of the cycles of seasons, you know, like, okay, now it's time to feel sad, but why, you know, you know, asking these questions, finding solutions to uh, alleviating your sadness. It's also part of the season, like part of the process. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. This approach really, this, uh, this approach and this point of view, uh, I, I, I like much better. It is the idea that if I feel sad, like I am right this moment, I don't need to do anything about it. It's just that it's difficult to not do. <laughs> Doing something is easy, especially when you know, when you have something to do. Or not want to do something about it. Yeah, but not doing anything. And we're back to letting go, by the way. So we are kind of like back to the very thing that I seem to reject. Uh, uh that's what's happening. Cool. I'll, I hope... You're not sad, I'm though. not... No, I'm not sad. Uh, no, there's always, like, little notes of sadness somewhere in the background. Uh, depends on the day. But I'm happy to see you here on Zoom and happy that we're recording this. And I, sh- I got a nice boost of, I don't know what it is, serotonin or dopamine from getting some nice feedback on our podcast that we recently finally premiered so if you're listening to this we are from the past and you're from the future because there's a bit of a backlog going on but yes i'm happy we're doing this time travel is real yeah but i think this is where we're going to wrap it up yes this is the first i think episode of the maybe of the happy aspect of this podcast and i feel a little bit self-conscious i guess having a publicly released audio where i talk about being sad because you're not supposed to feel sad or or even talk about it because that is like whining or complaining or I guess attention seeking and uh, that's not my intention but it sure sure is relatable Uh, so thank you for this dialogue and we promise uncertainty okay that's one thing we definitely promise going forward thank you Vasily goodbye thank you Nikita bye bye